And now, another episode of Ill Soy Advisor Profitability Radio, brought to you by the Illinois Soybean Checkoff. IllSoyAdvisor.com is your best source for soybean management information. Our guest right now is over the phones in Wisconsin, Jan Schaffner. She is a tax development consultant at Compere Financial. Some may think I've heard that name before. Compere is the new name of the merger, which includes First Farm Credit and also for you from Badgerland. So how long, Jan? Well, first of all, thank you for doing this interview. We appreciate that. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. One of the things that I'm intrigued about, this was as an overall approach, the the idea, because let's say we let's say we don't do our taxes, we hire someone to do them, we see them at maybe right about now, and we say, okay, get it to where I don't have to pay anything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the plan. And yeah, your idea simple. is a little broad, little broader, uh, more broad or broader, either way, a, a wider plan than that. Yes, correct. We really try to emphasize tax planning is not only done in November or December with your tax preparer, but it is an ongoing communication relationship that you have with us so that we can plan not only for this year end, but also for the next three to five, even 10 years out. We're looking at what the deductions we're taking now. How is that going to affect your income, your bottom line, your net profit in five years? I don't want to help you make a choice that would lead you up for failure in five years because there's higher brackets possibly or we have more income and less deductions because we accelerated too much for one year's time. You know, I've talked to people about this and sometimes like the first time you hear it, your eyes may bug out like, what did that person say? But the idea of paying taxes just, you know, we don't want to pay too much, of course. But it's not always a bad thing, especially if I'm thinking about Social Security and other things down the road or even eventual credit with my lender. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. the worst thing in the world to show that I may have actually made money in a year. Very true. And I think that is something that our younger generation, uh, the 20 to 35-year-olds, need to understand very importantly right off from the get-go is that making a profit, showing a profit on the farm is not a bad thing in paying in um, amount of tax that they're comfortable with, but it only helps them to solidify their case when they go to the lender and asking them for more money to invest in a profitable business. That request, from my viewpoint, could be a lot more smooth than the taxpayer who has been showing losses in the last, you know, five years I don't know if I'd want to lend to a person who has a business that loses money. Having that profit on the tax return will help them get you know, loans in the future. And as you touched upon, too, with Social Security, some of us you know, in that 20 to 35-year bracket think that's so far away and it's never going to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have to remember there's disability uh, payment, too, as well. That's part of those four quarters that we're making sure we have adequate coverage for in the event of a disability. So it's not only Social Security. I'm a pretty big firm believer that Social Security will be around um, even when I retire I believe it'll be a different form or a different, maybe lesser amount, but I believe it'll still be there. So I want to make sure the farmers are not thinking about too much right now today and not investing in other avenues such as 401ks or their SEP accounts. So I would want to make sure they look at the whole picture. 
You have become uh, Miss Popular now because <laughs> of uh, what we've been talking about for the last couple of months. So what are some things, maybe some changes and maybe some things that didn't change with the tax overhaul and what that means for farmers? Some of the major things that we're looking at for individuals that we did get in the new tax reform is a double standard deduction next year. So married family joint couple will be able to get 24000 as a standard deduction. Now on the offhand, we lost the personal exemptions. So a family of five, uh, a good thing that we kept was the step-up basis remains for inherited property. They did set the lifetime exclusion amount for gifting up to eleven million or ten million dollars with inflation. So this year it'll be eleven point two million per individual mm-hmm. for eighteen. So uh, with the step up in basis, upon passing, we are still able to utilize the full amount of that eleven million before we need to pay any type of an estate tax or for transferring assets. Um, well, a couple of things we're looking at on the business side, um, we are able, we have an increased amount for the direct expense, the Section 179, that is up to a million dollars now. Uh, we have a first year, the accelerated bonus depreciation has actually been increased to 100%, and we can be using that on new and used property. That is a good increase for our business owners. One thing that we did kind of lose on was the like kind exchange for personal property. So if Farmer Joe has his tractor and he's going to trade that in, in the past we were able to defer the gain on that trade-in. Now the way the law is written is that will only be available for real property. So if you're transferring a real estate for real estate. But on the personal property, we did lose that benefit. One of the biggest things, I guess, is the corporation, the flat rate tax now at 21%. Mm. Uh, before we had the first 50000 of income in the corporation, that would be taxed at 15% and then kind of graduated from there. But now it's a flat rate, 21%. One of the bigger ones for farmers is that the NOLs, we were able to carry them back different time frames, two, three, or five years. Um, now the option if for farmers is two years and forward, and everybody else has to go forward. So that's going to be a different with those NOLs, the net operating losses we created one year. We had the option of taking them back a couple years if there was larger gains in those prior years. But now we're kind of limited to only two years and then otherwise going forward with them. Does it mean more <laughs> billable hours necessarily if only for this year? Or is it just that, okay, these are the changes and then you'll just, you know, yeah, they get plugged into 20, a system eventually anyway? Yeah, I think 2018 is going to be a good year for change. We'll see how 18 goes. But the majority will be planning next December to make sure this all works out to our benefit. Gotcha. Jan, thanks so much. I appreciate it. It was a good discussion. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. Jan Shafter is a tax development consultant for Compere Financial. Remember, soybean management pays. Visit illsoyadvisor.com for more recommendations. That's illsoyadvisor.com. Funded by your soybean checkoff.